What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Steamers Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 37. Here with your boy, Greed. I mean, it was a... It's only been a day, but interesting turn of events. Sixers beat the... Beat the Jazz 103-94. Improved to 15-6. They had to win that game. If they didn't win that game... I mean, it was it got sloppy towards the middle, but... They had to win that game. They were coming... The Jazz were coming up back-to-back and traveling. And... You, we're undefeated at home. You got to keep this. I think if they can keep this like home record, something like insane the rest of the season. Because we're a second half team as it is. But like if they keep this record the rest of the season, I'm 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 okay with it. I don't care. Like we still got to get our groove and we got to develop a little more. And there's still some weaknesses, but as long as we keep our record up, I think we can figure it out. So it wasn't the best win, but it was at least a win. So that at least at least I'm coming in here with some at least positive energy. Like I'm not not that pissed off about it. You know what I am ticked off about though, and this is, I think like this is just everyone knows this, but like no one ever does anything about it. Okay, and this is this is pissing me off because all right. My area was slated to get snow all goddamn day. It was supposed to snow literally all day. People were trying to get all get out of work, staying home, not driving. They're planning all their shit, going out food shopping. Everyone's planning for this massive snowstorm, and then nothing happened. I mean, literally, we got nothing. And all I gotta say is, what the hell happens with the like the the, the forecast? Like, what do, do meteorologists like get anything against them when they do this shit? Like, this has to be, they have to just fuck around. Like, maybe I I, I they probably have like a quota of like missed, like you can't miss like three forecasts a year or some shit. But they probably just take one of them and just say fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with people. And she, how like how do you how do you have all this technology now where you're supposed to be able to predict everything? Obviously, like Mother Nature changes and shit, but like you, there's no way that you can be that wrong. Like you know what I mean? Like it literally like it, it wasn't even close. Like my, like my weather app said like ninety percent chance all day. Granted, there's still ten percent chance it might not happen. But 90, where do you even get that number? Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't just, you can't just throw out a 90% and then just fucking whiff on it. You can't. Like, shit needs to happen when, when you do that. And the fact that like, like, and then everyone just like a week later, everyone just brushes it off. Like nothing happened. And it's because, like, until the next snowstorm. And then, like, once they're right, because it's, like, the, the biggest one, then everything everything just, no one panics. But then, the, like, so the, the, and there's, like, multiple things that go with this. There's, like, you got the, all right, so it starts with the weatherman. The weatherman, he drops a bomb. He goes, all right, it's going to snow eight inches or whatever he drops, like, or four inches or whatever. And people start panicking because once snow hits the ground, everyone starts going ape shit and they have to go to 
They have to go store up for the winter, go get all this food. They go, they panic. It's not even snowing yet. People are driving slower, more cautious. And it's like, everything just goes, it goes into like, like a different mode. Every, everything changes. And once you see one flurry, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like you've never seen snow before. And it's every time. Like it's snow. Yeah, I get it. When we get the the big storm, we're snowed in. Fine. But then there's like the, like I don't get the people that like they rush to the store. They get extra heaters. They get all this stuff. It might and it might be like two inches. If you get like the blizzard where you're like, all right, it's like a two week thing. Yeah, go ahead, go to the store, load up. But, like, people go, like, and then traffic just increases. It's just a mess. And then, like, and then the funny thing is, like, and it sucks for people that have to do this, but, like, people get hired to, like, plow snow. And then, like, they're planned to go out, and they're all ready. And and then, like, yes, like, today they just literally drove around because there was no snow. I saw, like, five plows on my way home, and there was just nothing for them to do. So I, I, it was just like the, we were prepared, but then this like like it, like I said, it all starts with the weather, the weatherman, and he just he just gets away with it. Nothing happens. It, like I, I can't even imagine if if my day persisted of me driving around in a truck all day, and the reason was is because I'm supposed to wait for snow to come. And be able to plow it. And then no snow comes. Like what did I just do all day? Like you you have to face some type of punishment for that. Like that's insane. I just, I could not. I, that would be, that would be terrible. And what, and. Like why, why. Especially like our like in the Philly area, like we have ours our guy's name's Glenn Hurricane. Why the hell does he get the name Hurricane? It doesn't make sense. Really? Like, oh yeah, I'm badass. I got the name Hurricane next to it. Like what is he walk in the office and like, hey Hurricane? He just like nods, flashes a bow tie, walks away. Like extreme confidence. Like, no. Like, bullshit. And he's like, you know what? Fake snowstorm coming your way. And he just goes in and lays it on the table. Like, you, he should lose his nickname. That's what should happen. They should take away the hurricane. They should make him Glenn Whiff Schwartz. Whiff. Because he whiffed on that forecast. I don't know, man. It's it, it's it's bizarre at this point. I just I think it goes so unnoticed that people like like next week no one's gonna give a shit. I especially probably won't give a shit, but still, right now I'm livid. Like anyone can like predict nothing to happen, or just say a snowstorm happens and then nothing happens. And then everyone's everyone's a meteorologist at that point. Insane. Well, now that I'm not snowed in, 
and I still have to like work and do everything normally. At least, I, at least, at least I didn't I didn't waste my day. That's all. That's all that mattered. All right, let's get into some sports. I'm not talking about freaking weather. Like, what a dumb subject. All right, and this is all right. So Carmelo Anthony got named Player of the Week in the Western Conference. I don't actually know. Like it, like to me, there's you can make the case either way. Like he, I think he averaged in like he had really like good three four games. He's been shooting well, and they won three in a row. After they were like that, like the Portland Portland was a shock to a lot of people so far because they are not even in playoffs. They're a losing team right now, and everyone basically had them in the top, probably top five in the Western Conference. Especially like you thought. I mean, everyone thought. At least I thought when they added Whiteside, like that was they need Nurkic back because Nurkic fit that team better. But the Western Conference, everyone made a lot of moves that, you know, the Lakers added AD, the Clippers added Paul George and Kawhi, and then you got the Rockets getting Russell Westbrook, you got the Mavericks adding Luka going insane with Porzingis, like Nuggets were still there, Utah's still there, like, it's just every team has their strengths, and then Portland made this move where they got Whiteside, and it's just, I mean, they're not... They're not crazy right now. I, I and so my thing is that I I don't know how I feel about this Carmelo winning Player of the Week because I like if you ask anyone it's it's gotta go to Luca or Harden like Harden's coming off a sixty point game the other night and he only played in three quarters and Luca's averaging a like a forty point or thirty point triple double right now. And he's twenty. Like that's the bizarre thing is that it it those they're having like two of the best they they had two incredible weeks where you like anyone would have said it's gonna be them. And then it turns out that Carmelo wins it. But like you can't fold I think it's because of like the storyline of him going from free agent to a team, averaging around twenty points, and then when they win three games in a row. It's kind of like more of a comeback player of the week versus a player of the week. But it's like again, it it like it's not like Carmelo's not new to the NBA. Like it wasn't like a, some free agent. Like it wasn't like the Jeremy Lin saga. Like it it was like Carmelo could have been signed at any point. It's just that teams didn't think that he would mesh well, or it's you know they have a system and then Carmelo kind of makes his own thing. You don't just sign Carmelo Anthony. Like, you, you would plan your offense around Carmelo Anthony. I mean, I'm glad it's working out. I, I wanted him back in the NBA. Like, there's games when he when he catches on, like, he's actually fun to watch. He's not as, what he, as fast, or he doesn't move as well, but he's still a nice jumper. So, like, he's still serviceable. I just, I don't know... Uh, to me, I think it's it's kind of like it fits in that argument with like the LeBron MVP like takes where some people are like LeBron should win MVP every year because 
people consider him the best player, but it goes to whoever has the more like notable season. I don't feel that way, but that's I feel like that's where this kind of debate goes into. It's like everyone agrees that it should be, probably be Luca or Harden after last week, but then you give it to Carmelo because it was more of the feel-good story and it was like a comeback type thing. I think it's just I don't, like I, I I'm just gonna say probably because they won the three games in a row is probably why it's because I think that his impact's there to now they're gonna turn around. It's just good that he's back in the NBA, honestly. But there are so many other teams that probably should have made this move. I don't know why like like the and some of the players it, it's kind of like the like the Kaepernick thing where you like. Like Melo was sitting there saying, like, there's players on teams that why are they on these teams and I'm not? Like Melo, like Chetty Osman starts for the Cavaliers. Like Melo is better than Chetty Osman. Or like like you know what I mean? Like I, you can pick out a random player probably from every team that you could say, Yeah, I would rather have Carmelo Anthony. Like, it's freaking, like, Solomon Hill still playing and shit. Like, Kaminsky's in the NBA. Frank Kaminsky's in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. Like, if if they can play, Carmelo Anthony should have easily been... It, it, this shouldn't even have been a feel-good story at this point. I don't know, man. I will say, though, because I, I did mention Luka. I think this is, like, the most underappreciated storyline that will probably go down. Like, we're probably going to see, like, a 30 for 30 or something or, like, some weird, uh, like, what-if scenario if this trade never went down. This is, like, 10 years down the road or, like, maybe even longer. The Trey Young for Luka Doncic draft day trade. Like, Trey Young's averaging 28 points a game. But they're not a winning team yet. I mean, they're still really young. And I don't think they have nearly as much talent. Or the... Um, it's just they're not yet, They're not there yet. But they, like he's... Like, Trey Young's insane. But then you have Luka, who's just... He's he's, slot, he, he's slotting himself into the like top 10. I think he's already in the top 10 now. Just because of how crazy... Like, the thing about Luka is that he's not going to age bad. Like... His game just looks like it's going to stay the same for a while. Like he doesn't he doesn't outrun people. He's got good size, good shot, really good with the ball in his hands. Like it's just going to be very serviceable for a, lo- a while. So like you moving him up now I think is fine because he's only 20 and he's just think about what he's like 24, 25, what he's going to be doing. Like with with experience too. But still, I'm 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 excited. Along with the Markel Fultz thirty for thirty, that's going to be another one that someone needs to do. Is like at the end of toward the middle end of their careers, like the what if. It's kind of like what what happened with like, not the same. Obviously, not the same like level of significance of because Kobe Bryant was a top player of all time. But like when the horn, like what if they never traded Kobe, or what if like. Portland selects Kevin Durant number one. Like it was like that one of those one ifs. Like what if this trade never happened? 
this is a trade. Like, technically, like the Mavericks had Trey Young and the Hawks had Doncic. So it's just wild. All right, I think I let off a little bit of good amount of basketball. Right, let's let's transition some football. We had a crazy Sunday night game that actually it's got a couple headlines coming out right now. So the Texans beat the Patriots for the first like this is like Bill O'Brien's like huge momentum win. I love Bill O'Brien too. I think he's a great coach. And Watson had like I I can't believe basically Watson exposed the Patriots defense and he's like the first player to do it this year. Like obviously like the Baltimore beat New England, but like Lamar's game was like it was good, just not it what it wasn't Lamar's like best game. Like Watson had like his third best game of the season against the Patriots. Like and I benched I benched Watson this week for Tannehill because I thought that Watson was gonna have like like that two hundred yards, one touchdown, like one pick type game. I didn't think he was gonna just go off. But I think the like the storyline that it's that was really taken away from this game was the Patriots offense. I think people are really, really Really overreacting. Like, it's the Patriots. When it gets down to the playoffs and it gets down to who you put your money on, I'm not. I'm not betting against them. I'm not. They're Brady's still gonna come out and have a couple good games before the end of the season. That you're just gonna be like, okay, like that's the Patriots. He, and their their team, it it just they always come prepared where. Like I'm, I don't know why people have like gone to panic mode. Like they're not a legit number one team. Like the last thing you want to do is piss off the goddamn Patriots or Tom Brady before playoff time. Like tell him he's playing great right now. Like like give him some confidence where like his shit games is, is okay. You're you're just gonna screw everyone else over. But that offense, like. They're they're punting a lot. They're not picking up first downs. I think it, their offense is heavily reliant on Edelman. And honestly, I don't get why they hadn't explored other like tight end options. Like Ben Watson's a he's just a tight end. He's nothing like incredible. He's nothing crazy. He's not gonna go. Like, he had a couple good years. He's been in the league a while. But, like, there's got to, like... Th- I think that's where they're hurting is because their their threats always came from... They basically had Edelman to get him down the field as as the quick out route option, quick slant, quick crossing route. And then they, they transitioned to where they had this big beast of Gronk in the red zone. Like, I like to me, it's just... They, they, I'm not panicking, but people are all saying get Antonio back, and if he, and if they do, like, I don't think they will. That would be, that would just be, like, the complete ridiculous turn of events. Unless their whole plan was, they know he's not going to resign, sign with anyone else, and he'll just, the Patriots didn't want to get him hurt. 
That would be a, that would be a crazy storyline. But I think they're fine. I mean, they got a big matchup against Kansas City. You know, Belichick's always had Fatty Reed's number. And I, I mean, this could be a good. Chiefs are coming off a good win, but I think this is a game where, like, you're. Well, I think the Patriots are just going to come out ready to play. I don't know how. I like, like I said, I don't, I don't put my money against them. Like they're going to show up. They're going to show up most experienced, ready for the playoffs. They're going to give you games. They're not easy to score on. I. I think I think this is like everyone's just overreacting. Like it's New England Patriots. Like the the like Brady's still doing what Brady does. Like the I just think that they had a couple injuries on their offensive line. I think I think wins coming back. But like I said, they'll be fine. And I think that they need to get Sanu going more. The Keel Harry hasn't stepped up enough. Dorsett's been banged up. Like uh, I mean, if they lost Edelman right now, I'd be in panic because Edelman is—he's been their offense for a, a long time, and he's like the backbone. But like, as long as he's on the field and they have at least a couple of their options, I think they're fine. So I'm not—I'm not in panic mode yet. Nowhere near it. I don't even know why I'm like sounding like I'm a fan of the Patriots. I'm not a fan of the Patriots. Forty-one thirty-three, baby. It's just I don't understand why people are like bashing him like that. I don't, I don't worry about their offense. They could they Tom Brady could throw ten touchdowns in the season, but if they have a winning record and he walks into the playoffs, and like he's gonna give you a game. That's all that matters. He's just gonna give you a game, and he knows how to he's he knows how to make the comeback, and he knows how to come in fourth quarter. So I don't like I don't. Don't mess with that shit. All right. All right, so episode 28, I did a segment where I listed out some fantasy playoffs roster. Because guess what? We're here. It's time. It's fantasy playoffs time. This is where all the money's made. Your whole season comes to now. You could you could brag all about the four wins you had week three to nine. Whatever, I don't give a shit. This is where the six and seven rosters make their run. This is where I use Teddy Bridgewater to win me a championship as a rookie. I, I use the two gloves method. I'm a hype man. Like usually, I have decent luck in the playoffs. It's and I, and I I have to like I have to like asterisks when I say luck. It's not. I plan for it, okay? I plan who I like to start. I've been looking at players for a while. I literally looked back in like week eight, and I looked at when I drafted these like decent matchups. Other than having the David Johnson pick, if you had the David Johnson pick, to me at a bar, let's drink it out, okay? Because that was just bullshit. But I'm gonna go over those picks because. Hopefully you got some of these guys because I think these are going to be the deciders. And it's crazy because I left. I I said um. All right, let's just, let me just get to my players. All right, so QBs. I said Wentz, Rogers, Tannehill, Brady. 
Wentz going up against the Giants this week. Aaron Rodgers just torched them. And Eagles back against the wall. Pinned, actually. They're coming off their worst loss. I mean, I, I think everyone's got to pick them, right? Like, you got to, like, you got to pick them to have a motivational win. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that, I think Carson needs to have one of those games. Like, he had a decent game against the Dolphins. There's still some, they left points on the field, no doubt. But he, like I said, he has the Giants, the Skins, and the Cowboys. He's got all divisional matchups. He's been pretty good in his division's career besides the, the Dallas game this year. I I still think he's a serv- like he was going to be a serviceable quarterback. <clears throat> Rodgers has the skins week this week which if you're sitting there and you're debating like between Aaron Rodgers and someone else, I know he had two dud weeks, but he had a good week last week. Just start him. I don't know why people are going to hesitate. Like I, I he's got Devontae Adams on the field now. Like he's getting in his rhythm. I don't know why. If you if you're sitting there debating, like unless you're like like one of the top three or four where you have like Lamar, Watson, Mahomes, even Mahomes. Like if you're between Mahomes and Rogers, I mean, hard to sit Mahomes, but that's that's tempting with Rogers. Tannehill, hey, I. Tannehill's had a couple big weeks since I since I did this, and he's got Oakland, who's been shit against the pass. Got the Texans and the Saints; those are pretty pretty decent matchups. So if Tannehill's even a free agent right now and you're struggling QB, well, I don't understand why you wouldn't pick him up. Do you stash him? Like I said, it, you don't play him over like the top five or ten. But if you were like QB hunting. Like, this was someone that you should probably go after. And the bounce back, Brady. I mean, I have to start him in my 2QB league. I'm going to have to. But, like I said, it, like don't force yourself to start him because you think that he's like the golden... He's got the Chiefs. Chiefs played well against the Raiders, but it's the Raiders. Brady's due for a game, and he's got two good matchups coming up with Chiefs and Bengals where he can prove it. All right, running backs. Fournette against the Chargers. I said the probably best matchups one is arguably, it actually is probably Dalvin. Dalvin's probably going to be a, a huge decider between the playoffs. Lions week 14, Chargers week 15, the Packers. Those are three garbage run defenses. I think Sony's due for a good week. I think if you if you're deciding, I think he's good for flex options at least the next two weeks. Nick Chubb's got the Bengals and the Cardinals. He's gonna eat. And the, I didn't mention Kareem Hunt. If you if you're stashing Kareem Hunt, I mean he should be starting now anyway. He's he's been getting like six catches a game. Like I said, Fournette, if he was available for you, Chargers, Raiders, Falcons, those are pretty good. <clears throat> And here's some of the receivers that I said. I mean, I tried to not go too big because they're kind of hard to trade for. I mean, and they're more explorable. So I said Sanu. Like I said, I I like the Patriots the next three weeks. Sterling Shepard. 
I mean, he's going to go against us. And like, I, I just, I think that now he's back. You got to like that he, his matchups and that he's, you know, the rest of the offense is kind of banged up and he, he was getting points before he got hurt. Devontae Parker was one. He just torched us. And Corlin Sun. Said Corlin Sun. And he had a big week with uh, Drew, Drew Locke. Oh, man, I'm ready. Like, it's it's game. Like, this is it. Whole season comes down to this. Nothing else matters. I'm ready. Fuck David Johnson. He ruined, he ruined a couple leagues. But other than that, we here. All right, guys. You know the deal. If you're liking the podcast, make sure to follow on Twitter and Instagram at Steamers Pod. You know what we do. Alright, this is Season 1, Episode 37 of the Steamers Podcast. This is your boy Greed signing off. We'll see you on Thursday.